I love it when you smile at me like no one can see you. Your face just lights up when you're like, I'm going to talk about some stuff. I'm so ready to talk about some stuff. I'm very ready. Welcome to NWOT, our podcast where we talk about things that we are currently passionate about, things we're getting excited about, and we take it in turns to talk about something that we are no longer doing. Yeah, well done, Libby. Cutting out the word quitting, basically. (laughs) Initially, we thought that we were notorious quitters, so we thought we'd challenge ourselves with this podcast. Um, And so far, I've realised we're not really quitters. We just focus on different things at different times. Yeah, some of the stuff we've done has been years of our lives. And what's been really interesting for me is going back and looking at those times of my life and what I learnt from it. There's a real strength in, in revisiting your past with a without judgment, without just having a look mm. and seeing what was it that I took from that. Yeah. On the way over here, I was listening to another podcast and someone mentioned their journal. And I thought, oh, I wish I really kept a journal. I don't do that. <laughs> but actually, this podcast is, is part of that. I think like revisiting something from your past, am, which you wouldn't normally do. I'm laughing <laughs> because I have started so many journals. <laughs> as a, as they are such a good example of where I've written like a bullet journal a one sentence a day journal, a, I was like, well, maybe keeping it daily is too much of a commitment. I'll just write it when life events happen. And then that just went to shit. Yeah. Journaling. (laughs) Good idea. Too much commitment. Yeah. Way too much commitment. Yeah. So this is a nice way of kind of revisiting our memory of something and just seeing how we feel about it. People think because you are no longer doing something that you failed or you quit. Yeah. Just because I'm no longer doing something is because I started doing something else that was awesome. Yeah, and you've got what you could take from it and you moved on. Or you realise that you don't enjoy something as much as you thought you might. And instead of just hating it, stop doing it. Yeah, like journaling. Yeah, I mean, like, a who's lot got of, time for that? A lot of it, I was like, I would go to bed drunk, I'd go to bed tired. I haven't got time to write a little note, dear diary, mm. today I kissed a boy. So this week we're going to be talking about one of your business ones. But before we do, what are you excited about? I This week I'm excited about turning our microphones around the right way. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we did, what, four episodes without <laughs> microphones in the wrong place. Everyone's suddenly going to be like, oh my god, they're so loud in our ears. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good, I'm excited about finally doing that. Finally doing something right. Uh, what have you been up to this week? This week's been a good week. Um, I think what I'm most proud about is that I did a bit of plumbing. Nice. I know. Yeah, it's been a three-week expedition. Week one, change shower head. Week two, fiddle with tap. Week three, replace is tap. Is plumbing something that you're going to get into now? Um, maybe, although I think I might only do plumbing off taps because I don't want to do plumbing Oh, just toilets. taps. Well, I don't want to do like, toilets. Jim can change the flushing mechanism in a toilet. So maybe you could start a plumbing company together and you could call it taps and flushes taps off and hot flushes taps off and hot flushes yes (gasps) oh my god let's trademark that right now this is how businesses start with cool names yeah and then we just try and figure out what we're gonna do i'm really excited about it (laughs) so we're doing a bit of a meta experiment here to see whether or not we can stick at this in the long term but what's really exciting now you're already thinking about taking it on to do another similar project. I mean, you've bought all the kits, so you should definitely yeah, should probably do that. just use it, yeah. Do some stuff with it. Well, part of that was I've been wanting to tell the story for a long time, and I didn't know how, because I didn't know how to give voice to people that are real. 
Um, this with... is the story of your mum and her sister. Yeah. So my plan is to tell the story of our family because we have an interesting family history. Uh-huh. Um, but doing it through a combination of narration and interviews and other audio clips that can bring it to life. Yeah. What if your mum talks about sex? Um, I think there's some things that a child has a right not to know. (laughs) And that's one of them. But you can't censor her story. That's not what this is about. I might. Okay. Yeah. This week, we're going to talk about my badge empire. Yes. Badgeempire.co.uk. That website is no longer live. <laughs> I looked it up, so I tried to look on the Internet Archive today to see if it was still there, even if there was like a little snapshot even of it. Even in the archive of the Internet. Even in the archive of the Internet, it's not there. I think there's one grab of a homepage at one point, but it's... Is this something that actually images. ever happened? Or is yeah, this, this was two head? years of my life. Two years? This was two wow. years of my life, and for six months my only source of income no yeah okay let's start at the beginning okay so uh i 2011 i am 29 years old i'm the general manager of a live music venue um like a little one only about 300 capacity uh and i am aware that i'm gonna be 30 soon it's coming (laughs) and lots of people Lots of people are really interested in becoming involved in live music, in uh, putting on live music events. The publicity and all of the the running of it, the actual mm. running around, having an earpiece in and a radio and being able to put people oh, on the cool. guest list. Yeah, yeah, cool. I'll do that for free just for the experience. And I'm like, oh, I've got to pay my rent. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't volunteer to do my job for free. Fuck. Oh, that's what people do, don't yeah, they? They take yeah. away your income because they're prepared to do it for nothing. Yeah. So... Uh, there was a lot of staying up really late into early hours of the morning. There was increasing numbers of just like girls getting off tour buses that had no idea where they were. And I was like, this isn't, this isn't what I want to do. I want to do something different. I'm nearly 30. I'll have a quarter life crisis. Wow. Those microbes are going to live a long time. <laughs> <You know. laughs> uh, so I bought a badge machine so like a pin button one inch diameter badge thing i've got one of those yeah you got one those buttons i mean oh yeah. so uh a hand operated one i got off ebay it was second hand it was 50 quid okay and it started as a hobby because we have bands in and the bands sell merch and some yeah. of them were little local glasgow bands or some of them were touring bands that didn't have uh, a lot of other like bands when they're on tour live off their merch money Okay. Because everything else goes to their tour manager or gets paid months later. Like the money in your pocket is your merch money. Okay. And it's like, oh, what I'll do, I've got a market here. I'll make merch, I'll sell it to the bands, and then they can sell it on. And oh. I've got a, like an unlimited supply. The, the customers are coming to me. Yeah. And I was like, so I'll do that. So I started doing that. Um, the printer in my house, the quality wasn't good enough. Because mm-hmm. it's just like an inkjet printer in 2011. Mm. So I found a local printers that did lots of things like communist pamphlets. <laughs> and <laughs> um, so he too needed to supplement his income. <laughs> yeah. It was like two, 
Yeah, two hippies in a basement in That's the Tron amazing. Gate with these huge machines, lots of um, posters for protest marches and stuff uh, for, for decades all over the place. So wow. I found these guys. They ran off uh, posters. So I prepared all the artwork as little squares on a poster-sized piece of paper. Oh, uh, got it, yeah. Went in to see them with a USB. Please print this for me, thanks. Took it home, cut them all out, stamped them all into badges... Sold them to the fans for 50 pence. They sold them to the fans for one pound. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. they take. I take all their 50p's. They get them on fans. Um, so this was good. It was going pretty well. But even as I'm talking about it now, designing all the artwork, taking it to the printers on the little USB, getting like, that's a lot of work. For, <laughs> for not much <laughs> about, money. About five pounds yeah. for, yeah. Um, and some bands were like, oh, we didn't sell all our badges, so do you want them back? What the fuck am I going to do with bands for you, like badges for your band? Yeah, and can't they sell them at the next venue? Oh, so it just made it a bit weird. And I was like, mm, bands. Um, so I thought, well, what else can I do? I'll design some other artwork and I'll sell these through a different market. So I went yeah. on eBay. <laughs> and where... Um, where uh, my friends, the printers, helped mm. is they had no regard for copyright, like none. <laughs> so I could I could design anything up with capital up with communism down they with capitalism. Yeah, they weren't even <laughs> that smart. I was not smashing any glass ceilings or promoting any uh, agendas. <laughs> so I, the reason I went to the archive today was to see if I could find them. So I don't have any of the artwork left. I'm sad. It must be on a laptop that died years ago. <laughs> yeah. um, but I had... So stencil art was one of them. So I'd get a, like a stencil graffiti image of someone and then yeah. I'd overlay it on an image that was relevant. So I had Ooh. one of George Orwell and in the background were CCTV cameras. Ooh. Deep, right? Because yeah. levels. Yeah, So there amazing. were a couple of those. Wow. Including one of Bill Hicks that I put on an American flag. Like, I didn't even do any research on this. <laughs> so they were in there. I had a series of uh, Tesco value badges. Mm. Do you remember, like, the blue yeah, and white? Yeah, so, yeah. But they were things like, so Tesco value groupie, Tesco value girlfriend. <laughs> Again, um, there were some modern Mr. Men. All like, uh, All like one like inch small. Inch? That's like, the amazing. amount of effort I put into the artwork for wow. these things. Um, Mr. Men. Yeah. I did one clip for Mr. Solipsism. So a solipsist <laughs> is someone that believes they have imagined the rest of the world. So there was a little Mr. Man with a speak, a thought bubble full of other little Mr. Men. <laughs> I sold 50 of those to a psychology professor in Canada. That's amazing. Like he bulk ordered Mr. Solipsism. <laughs> That's like, amazing. This is my future. But these are really good concepts. Like, regardless of the like um, the copyright, just these thoughts <laughs> that you had. Like, this, this is really like. And what's interesting is at the university thing, you said um, you wanted to be a graphic designer. They're like, no, you can't draw. But this is what graphic design is yeah. nowadays. It's it's exactly what you were doing. Combining stuff. Uh, I mean, I was lucky because the Mister Man uh, franchise they sued the shit out of somebody. Oh. Not long after this happened. I mean, maybe a couple of months, a couple of years, but yeah, they were like, you can't do this. <laughs> so I don't. Disclaimer, you've stopped now. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't do that. Uh, 
loads of these little badges. There was, oh, the other one was like a series of eye ones. Remember the iPod? Yeah. Um, that were a bright black, color. And then black a, and white yeah. with the color, yeah. So I did one that had a xenomorph, which is the alien from the alien movies. That's amazing. So all these little the... black silhouette figures with like the white bits. Oh, that's amazing. So I did loads of those. Uh, I eventually quit my job at that venue. No, I didn't. They sacked me. <laughs> uh, the venue shut down. Well, that's so. better than being sacked. It is better You're than being redundant. sacked. You're made redundant. I was made redundant. The venue shut down. Uh, I thought, I'm going to put all of my effort into badges. Mm. So I was selling a lot. Um, but although I was selling a lot, it was still only 100 a week, mm. which sounds great for a little badge company. But that's £100 a week, mm. not including the cost of all of the bits that you need to put it all together yeah. and the printing and the postage. But some of these badges you could sell for more than a pound, surely. Or is that just the going rate for these badges? It was just the going rate for the badges. Regardless of how good the idea is. See, that's a problem for me because some of those ideas are really good. Like if you graffitied that on a wall somewhere. Uh, I started looking at other products that I could put them onto. So yeah. I nearly invested in a machine that put transfers onto mugs. Ooh. Uh, so I had the kit. Now how handy that would have come in now. I know. We could have made podcast mugs. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I already think we should be having podcast but guys, check out our website. Um, there's a shop where you can buy <laughs> NWOT badges. <laughs> uh, so I had got into it through necessity. Yeah. Um, to try and find a way out of a job that I wasn't really enjoying doing. The job let me go, which in retrospect was a, a godsend. Uh, I put some more energy, some more money, tried to diversify in the product. Um, the big blocker for me was the copyright on a lot of this <laughs> stuff. Like you cannot steal other people's ideas. I but, the, but this is where it's tricky because those ideas are yours the imagery isn't but you need that imagery for it to be funny yeah. and commentary so when does it become art? I know it was because it was commentary on pop culture images and mm. ideas at the time you needed to use that and I don't know that Tesco's would have sued me for mm. my appropriation of Tesco value to mean uh, yeah. poor quality of something but how does it work with um, memes and stuff on the internet then? See, the internet is different. The internet is... Ownership on the internet is uh, still under debate in a lot of areas of the web. Because a digital image, you you see and you save and you host, but you don't ever own it. Mm. And it's difficult to find out who created it. Mm. And when you distribute it so widely, mm. you can't ever shut it down. Mm. But, you know, some asshole in their house making badges that's a very clear mm. you are you are doing this and you are distributing it mm. um, I think the reason it stopped in the end was I was kind of building momentum with it my partner at the time was like what is your end game here and I was like I might I might have like a little shop or, I or to have an end game? <laughs> yeah I might go to music festivals and make badges he was like what's your goal here and I was like I could have like a little market stall and he mm. was like so your goal your ultimate goal is market stall selling badges DTMFA I don't even know what dump the motherfucker already oh gone yeah I know but yeah 
But when he put it like that, he was like, is this the path to greatness that you think that it is? He's like, yes, you have done very well. And that, yeah, two years. So two years it, is a good, yeah. it bridged me. Badgeempire.co.uk was the website that I had as well. Um, so I was selling them online. I was selling them through um, other people's sites. Like um, I'd built a market and I was mm. selling stuff um, and I developed my own sense of humor in what I was doing. I had developed yeah. my own um, pieces that were doing really well because other people tapped into what mm. I was doing. Uh, the ones that were a little bit smarter were the ones that I didn't think anyone would... It sounds arrogant to say I didn't think anyone else in the world would get them, but I definitely didn't think they would be the ones that someone would really go for, like the Mr. Solipsism We're so like, um, told in society to almost like cater to the lowest common denominator, yeah. and actually you mustn't do that. You must really just go for something. But you were... It's I mean, a I lot of work to, to make yeah. your business go, and you made it work. Like It was a lot of hours, effort, mm. minimum income. Mm. Because the margins were so tight. Yeah. A lot of things. Did it, did it help you stay afloat? Um, it helped me pay for food, I think was what it went for. Mm. So um, uh, our rent was, was pretty low for the flat that we shared. Uh, but it definitely bridged the gap. Mm. It was enough uh, that I didn't during that period feel as uh, destitute as I could have done. Mm. I also had redundancy pay. Mm. Um but yeah, it got up to a couple hundred quid, hundred quid a week, depending on what the week was. Mm. Um, our rent between the two of us was 500 quid a month. So it, it definitely bridged the gap. Wow. It was whether or not it was the right business to try and build. When you start doing something like that, combining the artistic creation with the manufacturing, mm that the business kind of, you need to scale one or the other mm. uh, and they're quite fiddly things to make mm. these little badges kind of stacking all the different things together and punching them out uh, so I, I could have gone with one or the other or I could have sold the artwork or but yeah I didn't I started I started something else I started a full-time job what did you learn from it I learned lots about printing I learned lots about uh the mechanics of printing, which I've used again and again and again. Mm. I learned lots about uh, how to run online businesses. Mm -hmm. So your PayPal fees, uh, your different selling fees, your obligations to your customers. Uh, that was the first website that I set up. Uh, so, that's what you do now. Yeah. Yeah. So although it was a templating tool, that was the first thing I did. Uh, and I started to learn a little bit about seo and about marketing it, it was just a little business in every way we sold little badges and a little bidges yeah. <laughs> little business but it was an empire it was my badge it, empire well the amount of work you put in it was an empire because in a in a different business you might focus on one element of something whereas you're doing the design printing making yeah. marketing selling managing all of those things you're doing yourself what I really liked about it was the success was proportionate to the effort. Mm. So what I'd found, especially when you run a gig venue, is those two things don't relate. Mm -hmm. You can put a huge amount of effort into a club night that nobody comes to. Mm. Bands can put huge amounts of effort into touring and uh, gigging, writing their own songs and performing. Nobody comes to mm. it. The, the effort you put in, is not. Is, there's no immediate recognition of that. Mm. Um, but badges... 
Like the more you put into it, the more designs you've got, the more effort you put into marketing, the more people you reach, it just, and there would have been a time when that flattened mm. out. There would definitely have been a, a point where efforts stopped equaling returns, but I didn't, I didn't get to that. Yeah, that's, it's, um, so Malcolm Gladwell's book, Outliers, um, he talks, one of the chapters is about just that point, which is um, about job satisfaction. And people who can tell the difference between, you're more likely to be happy in your job if you can tell the difference between what you do and what you get rewarded for than if you don't. So there are all these cases of people that didn't earn very much, but because there was this correlation between what they put in and what they got out and that distance between it, um, they're a lot happier in their work than people that, yeah, work equally hard, but the distance between what you put in and what you yeah. get out is so different. And I think that's a big problem in society today is that so many people are salaried. And so those two things are completely unrelated, depending on how hard you work or not. Um, and bonuses come around once a year and they tend to be pretty shit. And so you like, it's there's just not that connection. Whereas if, even if you're only earning a 100 or 200 pounds a week, but you know that that is what you've worked for, what you've put in, that's amazing. Yeah, it was really enjoyable, but it was not sustainable. Mm. You can't live off that long term. No, but you've learned loads of skills, which you've since taken forward. I have learned loads and of skills. I'm impressed with your digital... Ma- image manipulation skills like in 20 like that stuff's a bit easier now but in 2011 i know i had to pirate that software myself as well <laughs> <laughs> the amount of crime you learned to so do much of business <laughs> copyright was... <laughs> infringement illegal downloads <laughs> so much of it was theft so much <laughs> i love the idea of the badge empire i think it's about creativity um, it's a little bit rebellious. Um, I love the <laughs> way that I love the way that you just kind of did it, and even if it wasn't going to make much money, you were like, "No, fuck it. Okay. This is fun, and this is an expression, and I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this happen." Even when I was a kid, I was doing lots of stuff where I was. Um, one of the first ones I painted wooden beads, and then put them onto different coloured cords to make little bracelets. Amazing. And I was like, I'm going to sell these and I'll make the the shop stand so you can hang them on them and I'll sell these. But again, it's just margins. Even from that yeah. like that very first one, I painted all these beads up. My mum works in retail. And she's like, how long has it taken you to hand paint every wooden bead? And I'm like, each one takes me an hour. Each bead? Yeah. But <laughs> they were intricately painted. But for like a 10-year-old... To sell for a Time pound. is free. <laughs> Why else was I going to do that? A pound an hour for a 10-year-old, that's that's all they're worth. They should be yeah. grateful for a pound an hour. <laughs> uh, but so yeah. you're quite entrepreneurial in spirit. Uh, or are you just creative in spirit? I think that I am creative in spirit mm. and that I would like that creative spirit to become entrepreneurial. Yeah, I'd like to be able to make some money out of something creative. So this this was a first go at that. Yeah, nice. Uh, and I've not I've not been made redundant since. Maybe that's the push. Maybe it's the if I were to be unemployed, yeah. this is what I would fall back on. The biggest motivation is starvation. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I uh, maybe maybe I will pick it up again. Nice. So when we were kids, um, one summer I ran like a holiday club for like me and the fr- friends across the road. 
Um, and my sister and I took apart badges, not the one inch ones, like the two inch ones, yeah. the slightly bigger ones, took them apart and then made our own, but we didn't have the badge presser. Uh-huh. So we dismantled somebody else's badge, painted our little logo, and then remade the badge. Which yes. It's quite cool. That is exactly what you need to be doing. That's what people do. Like, like Dyson just started by taking something apart and then putting it back together again. Yeah, a few times. So, in terms of what you get when you stick at it, that's Dyson. Oh, yeah, we need to talk about a guy that did that. Do you want it to be Dyson? We can, yeah. Let's Since you bring it up, let's make it <laughs> Dyson. So, um, what you get for sticking at it is basically so he used to work for a company that made other stuff like a small factory yeah um and then he got interested in air he saw air and created this vacuum movement and whatever he's like oh maybe that's a better way of making vacuum cleaners so he started this process and it's from the start to his first finished product was 5127 prototypes what yes yes over 5,000 prototypes for yeah. a bagless vacuum. Yeah. Do you know what's really shit for him? People still call them Hoovers. <laughs> <laughs> Even yeah. if it is a bagless, cyclonic, Dyson vacuum cleaner, I'm like, go and get the Hoover out. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? But does he have a podcast? No. No. So I, I love this badge idea. I love if I wanted to start my own, what do I need to do to... To make it happen. Okay, so start by deciding what it is that you want to do. So when I started, it was merchandising. So it was the object. Okay. So what I had to do was have the the way of making the object. Yeah. Uh, I got my badge machine off eBay. Just use eBay. Wow. Make sure that you get something which is heavy duty. It's been cast properly, and whoever. So I bought mine on eBay. I used it for two years, and I sold it on eBay. And it worked. So you don't have it anymore? No. Well, oh. I, I just moved it. I sold it new without tax. Um, <laughs> pick stuff up on eBay. If they are well made, they yeah. will have lasted. So did you just discover, were you just lucky the one that you got was fine and fit for purpose? Uh, if you buy one on eBay and it's crap, just put it back on eBay mm. like, and just get another one. Mm. Uh, so I wouldn't go all out. I mean, they can cost hundreds of pounds. Don't go all out. Buy in your badge pieces. Um, I know with your skincare, you said don't buy in bulk. Badge pieces, you can buy in bulk because they are... They're not going to go off. They're, they're not going to go, go rancid. <laughs> they're, they're small and... Um, I mean, you'll eventually use them. Yeah. Or if you don't, when you sell the machine, just sell the bits that go with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you, you can just shift that again. Yeah. So any investment you make up front, you can, all, you can pretty easily recover. But that's if you are making them. Mm-hmm. Um, I also had a notion as well that if you if you make it, you can have the making of it as part of an activity. Mm. So you can go to school and say, hey, kids, let's all make badges. And then you do the heavy duty In bit. In fact, that was, there was someone came to my school when I was little and did that. Oh, right. Cool. I just remembered. Cut pieces out of magazines and we made them into Amazing. badges. Um so buy everything secondhand. And then you can get the bit. So you get the backing, the front bit, the plastic. Yeah, that. get it from, look at the manufacturer of your machine, whoever mm. that happens to be, go onto their website, buy the bits for it. Okay, cool. And that'll go together. Um, for the artwork that goes inside, to even get a professional printer to do it. Yeah. It's not a huge amount of money. There At that time, there weren't as many printers online either. Um, 
Um, but the quality in the print is incredible, especially when you have such a small image. It's really you worth... You need to yeah, get it right. Yeah. Getting it professionally printed. You want a piece of uh, paper that's about 150 GSM. Okay. Um, is which... too much too thick and too too and little too bad quality or... Uh, yeah, pretty much. That's, that's okay. a good uh, consistency for what you're looking to cut and build. Uh, and try out... Uh, different finishes of paper before what you want to be able to do yeah um but that's if you want the actual badge if what you want to do which i think is what i actually wanted to do which was develop the artwork mm. or even the concept behind mm. the artwork because i liked the little things i was like oh, i'm so funny <laughs> i can just imagine you chuckling oh at yourself as you put <laughs> look it's an alien with an ipod <laughs> if you want to do that do the artwork Mm. And then get online and sell it. Cool. There are loads of sites that will take submissions. Um, and sometimes what they do first is they'll do a poll so that you kind of you submit your artwork to them. Uh, Threadless does this. Uh, they get voted on by other users. So you can get feedback on your design, what it, it works and where it doesn't work. And then designs which are good, ones that really do work, are yeah. then made into t-shirts they're made into other products oh, cool. so you can you can become part of a community you can get feedback on what you're doing and you can um put all of the manufacturing responsibility mm. onto someone else mm. um so there's lots of sites that'll do that zazzle does that threadless does it um it doesn't just need to be badges mm. um all of that will be original artwork though yeah so no mr men no, no. Or Tesco ripping. bags. <laughs> no, ripping off other shit. Oh, oh, cool. So I'm a bit disappointed that you don't have a little machine anymore. Yeah, I sold that. Because I thought we could make little NWOT badges. I mean, I'll buy one right now. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks for listening. Um, yeah, and tune in next week. Uh, you can always follow us online, www.nwotpodcast.com or on social media, hashtag NWOTpodcast. Bye. Bye.